0: This episode is brought to you by Recall Buzz, powered by VINsmart. Learn more about how we can help you with fleet recall management and maintenance updates, as well as capture vehicle history and VIN data. Give VINsmart a call at 1-888-950-9550, or visit us on the web at vinsmart.com slash businesses. Welcome to AnvaCast, bringing news, information, and expertise to the Anva community. Here's your host, Ian Grossman.
1: Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the AmvaCast. This week is an unusual, different, and very special episode. This week, we are marking the one-year anniversary of the AmvaCast, and we're really appreciative of all our listeners who have joined us on this journey and have become part of the family along the way. So for this week's episode, I'm pulling back the curtain and sharing with you some of the behind-the-scenes activities of the AmvaCast. Those of you that are loyal listeners every week know I sign off every episode by thanking our producers, Claire Jeffrey and Chelsea Hadwin. So for this week, my guests are our producers, Claire <laughs> Jeffrey and Chelsea Hadwin. Claire, Chelsea, welcome to your first on-air appearance of the Amphicast. Oh, well,
0: it's a pleasure to be on the other side, Ian. <laughs> Thanks, Ian.
1: So let's go back to a year, and I'm going to put Claire a little bit on the spot because this this whole idea and this whole journey was really a, a, a brainchild of, of Claire's. Uh, take us back a year. What was happening? Well, we all know what was happening. It was the pandemic. We were all pivoting. We were adjusting to new ways of communicating. Podcasts weren't necessarily new to the world. What sparked for you that this was the right time and there was an opportunity for Anva to get in the podcast game?
0: Yeah. I mean, like you mentioned, it was it was kind of a time when we were trying to think of new ways to provide the services that ANVA has always provided for our members. And it was, you know, very early days in the pandemic, and we were seeing our, our meetings kind of get canceled one by one and, and thinking of all the speakers and sessions that people weren't going to be able to participate in. And one way we thought we could potentially get those those topics and those speakers out to the public was to have, you know, recorded conversations via a podcast. And that kind of was the jumping off point. And then we haven't just stuck to that, that model of speakers for sessions. You know, we talk about products and services that Anva can offer. We talk to partners who are also working in highway safety. And it's just kind of, you know, grown and grown and grown. And I'm really happy with, with the growth we've seen over the last year.
1: Yeah. I mean, before we get to that, though, when we started... This wasn't necessarily something you had done before. I mean, you know, folks who are familiar to Anva know you often are, are the magic behind the camera, doing a lot of our video production, even a lot of the voiceover talent comes directly from you. But podcasts were yet a new venture for even you as an individual professional.
0: That's true. You know, most of what I've done at Anva has been video, which, you know, I love to do, but- uh, it, it kind of took me back to my early days of my, my graduate program. I went to Syracuse University to study broadcast journalism. That's that's where my education is centered. And before you even pick up a video camera, you learn how to audio edit. It's the first kind of step in doing that communication and, and news gathering program. And so it's it was kind of a return to the very roots of my my communication days to go back to an all audio format.
1: But the technology clearly
0: has changed. It certainly has. And I will say that the tools that are available now to do this in a virtual format where none of us are in the same location, we couldn't do it without the technology that exists today. So we're we're fortunate and we're lucky that it doesn't have a giant learning curve. I mean, there were certainly some things that I had to figure out, but the the nuts and bolts of audio editing were the least of my worries when we started this. um, Figuring out how to physically get the podcast on the different platforms and getting it out to our
1: members was kind of the
0: bigger hill to overcome.
1: And what's really uh, impressed me in terms of the simplicity of the technology, regardless of what you've been doing behind the scenes with editing, crafting the episodes, the ability for any of our guests, regardless of where they are or their level of technical expertise, they've been generally, it's been pretty easy for them to plug in and participate from all literally all around the world. We've had, obviously, folks from all around the U.S. and Canada, but we've even had guests on the podcast from other parts of the globe. Absolutely. And I mean, we have had you know technical difficulties
0: here and there, but we're fortunate that even if our primary tool doesn't work for everybody involved, there are other options that we can use to still have the conversation reported and, and get it out to our audience.
1: And has it been a challenge, or I guess we should share with our listeners, uh, <laughs> the the process that we've gone through in terms of inviting guests scheduling guests determining how to have these these diverse topics
0: um so it, it kind of starts with conversations that we have internally uh with Ian and Chelsea has joined us starting early in 2021 as part of the process and we're
1: going to get to why that is in a in a few minutes it's
0: a why <laughs> <laughs> um, but we we have editorial meetings every week where we just kind of toss around some of the topics that people In the ANVA community have had on their minds that weekly or it was one at one point weekly now it has gone to less frequent all administrator call where people discuss things that are happening in their state or province that people kind of say yeah I'd like to hear more about that tell me how you're addressing that issue those often become topics that we turn into episodes and we discuss amongst ourselves who the best person to address those issues would be we go out to those people and ask them to join us and more often than not, they say yes, which is, you know, we're we're very fortunate with that. And uh, I'm
1: going to pause first. <laughs> we're not, not going to pause. We're going to keep going because we're hearing in the background. This is what I was going to get to next. And we'll get to it. It's a podcast. It's loose. People enjoy it. <laughs> this is real life. It's real life. We're hearing in your background, Claire, the reason why... The first half of the year was, I want to thank my producer, Claire Jeffrey, and went to, I want to thank my producers, Claire Jeffrey and Chelsea Adwin.
0: That's right. Um, yes, I am a proud mother of two now. My second daughter was born on April 13th. Her name's Alexandra. We're calling her Alex, and she is trying to nap. I'm going to hope that she stays. Oh, she went back. All right. I think we're okay. <laughs> I think we can proceed with our conversation, uh, but she's, she's doing great. But I am, I'm currently on maternity leave, so there's a little behind the scenes.
1: Yeah, and we, we appreciate you taking a break from the maternity leave to come talk with us today. Absolutely. However, it is because of your maternity leave uh, that we then pulled Chelsea into our, into our game of podcast. <laughs> and so Chelsea has been filling in for Claire. Chelsea, how has it been for you, this unexpected journey of taking over as the producer of the Amphicast?
2: It's actually been a much smoother transition than I thought it would be. When my boss approached me and was like, hey, do you want to do the podcast? I was like, I've never done anything remotely related to podcasting before, but I do have a background in video editing a little bit. And so that has been very helpful. (laughs) But the first couple episodes probably took me 10 times as long as it took Claire to do one, you know, so... (laughs) And uh, getting everybody on the same calendar and coordinating that way is definitely the more challenging part for me now. My editing is really sped up, but I actually really enjoy it. It's a fun project. And, you know, I'm so used to working in 2D because I do a lot of our graphic design, but it's fun for me to now have a more lively medium to work
1: with. And Chelsea, now, how how long have you been with AMPA now?
2: Three years.
1: Three years. And I think a lot of our listeners may recognize your your name or if they certainly saw your face, they would know you because you have become a staple in the AMBA booth at all the conferences. That
2: is true. That is true. I am the one trying to get you to come over and say hi and entertain me between the various sessions, giving out swag at the booth. I take the booth to a lot of other organizations, such as GHSA, Ashdo Lifesavers. So you'll see me all over the place with Rob Sturschick.
1: And so, you know, you talk about the different ideas that we brainstorm. If folks are listening and they have ideas for us, they say, oh, I think it would be great for amphicast to do on a topic of X or to go and interview Y. Where could we have some of those folks send their their ideas too, Chelsea.
2: You can actually just send it to communications at anva.org. That's probably the best way to do it. We did send out a survey in tour and on social media. So occasionally you'll see us being like, hey, you have any ideas? We want to know what you want to hear about. <laughs> but yeah, communications at anva.org is probably the best way to make sure you're talking to the right people.
1: And we felt pretty good. and We're pretty confident that folks are listening. Can why you talk to us about how we know people are actually listening?
0: The tool that we use to publish all of the episodes of the podcast is called Podbean. And Podbean has quite robust statistics that it it keeps track of how many downloads we get, where they're coming from, when people are listening. And I took a quick look at it today after not having looked at it for quite a few weeks now because of baby Alex. Um, and we are closing in on 10,000 downloads total, which is really quite a milestone for us to to reach. Uh, we're about 9,300 at this point. So,
2: Hey, Ian, we didn't totally kill it.
0: <laughs> That's right. We, we kept it going in Claire's absence. No, you certainly didn't kill it.
1: And I think it's, it's safe to say without, without tooting our own horn, being a niche podcast, right? We're not trying to appeal to the general public. We're very clear about serving the, the Anva community and our stakeholders. Those listener numbers, I, it's fair to say, I think it's exceeded our expectations of what we went into this a year ago.
0: Yeah, certainly. I mean, I'm very happy with the engagement that the episodes get. Like you said, it, it is kind of a niche product. Sure. It's available publicly. And certainly we do tend to reach a wider audience when we host guests from partner organizations who then promote their own episodes through their social media, which is something we always encourage, but it is tailored for the Anva community. So for us to hit those numbers just within the Anva community is something I think we should be proud of.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I've tried to get it out there more generally with my friends and family. It's not gone so well. In fact, I have have one sister-in-law who is my devoted fan. She's probably listening to this right now. She knows who she is, and she's the only one hearing it because the rest of the family, it's been a little bit more of – well, they, they haven't been listening as much, as my wife likes to say. Well, I hear half of the conversation from the other room. I um, my, my parents came
0: down to visit us one day on a day that we were recording one of our episodes, and so they saw me recording, and they they asked me afterwards, "We didn't know you did a podcast." And I know I have told my mother I have do, I'm doing podcasts, but didn't quite make it through.
2: <laughs> i will say you know my two dogs who helped me edit are very big fans of the show they are very familiar with the episode
1: <laughs> so we talked earlier about inviting guests uh the one guest that you have to manage and handle every week uh is managing the talent managing your host this unyieldy guy who takes the conversation wherever and doesn't necessarily stick to any script how's that been for you <laughs> oh, I wouldn't say it's a challenge, Ian.
0: I would never say it's a challenge. At least not while we're recording. No, certainly not recorded. No, you're you're a really great host. The conversation never stalls, it never flags. Um, I mean, we discuss some questions ahead of time, and often guests feel more comfortable when we have kind of a general framework for where the conversation is going to go, but you really keep it moving and you make our guests feel at ease. I think we are lucky to have you.
1: Well, that's very kind of you said, and not ask the question just to uh, fish for some compliments. But, yeah, okay.
2: <laughs> I find it's very easy, too, Ian. I mean, I just set you up with some basic background research, just like a reminder, some sample questions, and I just warn our guests, it's, it may or may
1: not. <laughs> we warn our guests. Ian may or may not go in that direction, so hang on for the ride.
2: I do, right. I have to warn you. It's probably not going to stick with
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that kind of goes along with the tone of the show, though. I mean, we, we kind of try to keep it very conversational and casual, for lack of a better word. So, you know, if you come across something in the natural flow of the conversation, it might just go a different way than you had planned on. And
1: I think that's the, that's the joy of the podcast format that you don't get really anywhere else. You don't get it in a conference session. You don't get it in a speech. You don't get it in a magazine article you know, that organic nature of just being able to have a conversation with somebody, but it could be about a meaningful, meaty topic. Absolutely. I think people are a little
0: bit more at ease at the back and forth between you. And and most of our guests have worked with you and are really familiar with you. So they, they are at ease.
1: I am fortunate that I with a lot of our guests, I do have a pre-existing contact or relationship with that we're able to leverage, which I think is especially important when you are doing it, not in the same room. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And going back to the format of our podcast, It's also good because it kind of helps to simplify these very complex niche topics in a way that more people can understand. I know, you know, I didn't come from the automobile industry three years ago, and I understand all the podcast episodes. So it is kind of nice to break it down a little bit for us.
1: Well, I think that's a great point, Chelsea, that even though we talk about that, maybe it's a niche podcast and we have a finite population of listeners, that if it was to get a general public listener, they would still feel welcome and included and it's accessible to them.
2: Yeah, that's certainly
1: the goal. You mentioned, you know, with, you didn't come from a transportation background. You both know more than anyone else that I always like to get some more background on our guests. We've dipped in and out of that a little bit. But Chelsea, let's let's start with you. Before your past three years with Amva, take us back earlier. You're not a native of the D.C. region.
2: I am not. I am from St. Petersburg, Florida.
1: And you've been in the D.C. area now since.
2: I moved here in 2015, and I had the goal of moving to Boston eventually.
1: Had or still have?
2: Uh, Had. I have fallen in love with the Northern Virginia area, but when I first got here, I was like, okay, I'm only going to be here for like two years, just get my first job out of grad school and move on, right? And uh, of course, then I met my husband, so that didn't happen. (laughs) I still visit Boston a lot. That's where my best friend lives.
1: And so where were you before coming to AMVA?
2: I was working for a insurance company. It's workers' compensation insurance. So very exciting industry. <laughs> but actually, I enjoyed it because it was complex. So natural shift to another organization that's a little more complex.
1: And when you, you know, you mentioned meeting your husband. When you first came to work for Hanva, you weren't Chelsea Hadwin, you were Chelsea Hood. So it's a relatively recent marriage.
2: Yes. Well, it's funny. We got married in 2019, just before the pandemic. And uh, my mom put a just married decal on the back of my car that is still on there. (laughs) And just the other day, someone like was having a conniption, wanted me to put my window down and then was like, congratulations. When did you get married? And I was like, uh, November.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Won't say which year.
2: (laughs) But I have a few times taken a chalk marker and crossed out just and written still on it, but that tends to wash off. So.
1: <laughs> well, if that's, uh, if that's a milestone only after two years, uh, we'll uh, see where the future takes you. Yeah, yeah. Claire, you mentioned uh, going to Syracuse for journalism school. What took your career path after journalism school?
0: That's right. I was a reporter at uh, NBC 29 News in Charlottesville, Virginia, for a few years. I really enjoyed talking to people and getting stories every day. I did not enjoy the 2am wake up call because I was on the morning show and decided to check out some options in more of a a public relations or marketing vein. And uh, I had done at the end of my grad course, a kind of a capstone course where we were all based in DC as string reporters for various channels throughout America. And I worked for a station in Champaign, Illinois, so I spent a couple of weeks in, in DC and really, really loved the city. And when I was kind of figuring out my next steps after you know leaving reporting, I kind of centered on on DC. I'm from New Jersey originally, so I wanted to kind of stay in the Northeast or mid-Atlantic at, least, at, the, at the farthest. So I, I found my way to DC. I worked in the press office for the uh, American Civil Liberties Union's Washington Legislative Office doing press releases and fielding media calls and kind of working for, you know, on a lot of the privacy issues that we work with at AMBA, but from a slightly different point of view, perhaps. And uh, I met you, Ian, uh, <laughs> doing a community theater production of The Producers and at one of our functions for the community theater called The Watch Awards. I mentioned that I was maybe looking for another opportunity. And you said, well, it just so happens we're hiring at an Anva. Why don't you send us your, your resume and, and we'll see that maybe it's a fit. And it was. And that was 10 years ago. 10 years. <laughs> 10 years. If I can be honest, I did not intend to stay here 10 years, but I've found a place where I'm really happy. Um, I really like my coworkers. I like the job. I like the members. So who
1: knows what the future will hold, but for now, we'll focus on maybe the next 10 years. That sounds, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's hard to believe that it was 10 years ago. Uh, not, not uncommon when folks come to AMVA that they say, oh, well, this is an interesting opportunity, and wow, time really does fly by. It certainly does. 10 years certainly does seem like yesterday, and I remember throwing you right into it at the AIC that summer, 2011 in Milwaukee, I remember.
0: Yes, I did not know what I did not know. I think this is, the best <laughs> way. This is the best way to explain that. <laughs> but we are still
1: standing 10 years later. Yes. And we are all very anxiously waiting your return, though we do hope you're making the most and best time out of the maternity leave. No, you are missed, and we are excited for when you come back later this summer. That's right. I will be back with bells on. <laughs> <laughs> well, Claire, Chelsea, I appreciate you spending some time to give our listeners a little peek behind the curtain of the AmvaCast. For all of you out there that have been listening, really on behalf of all three of us and everyone at Amva, our appreciation for being a part of our little community that we've made here with the AmvaCast. We hope you've found the conversations formative, entertaining, enjoyable, all those things that you want out of 30 minutes a week when you plug in those ear pods or whatever you're listening to the podcast with to have a little connection to the Anva community in addition to all the ways we're already integrating with you. So with that, as I say every week, I do want to thank our producers, Claire <laughs> Jeffrey and Chelsea Hadwin, and to the rest of you, stay well. We'll see you next week right back here on the
0: AMVAcast. Thank you for joining us for AMVAcast, hosted by E.U. Grossman, produced by Claire Jeffrey, music by Gibson Arthur. This episode is brought to you by Recall Buzz, powered by Vint Smart.